Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. Today, I'm excited to have a real glass ceiling breaker, Karen Cleary Alderman. Karen Cleary Alderman retired last year after a 49-year professional career. That career was diverse, improbable, and broke glass ceilings. It started in academia, where she was for six years, researching and co-authoring three public policy books on veterans, women in the workforce, and the transition to an all-volunteer force. She transitioned to federal service 27 years, of which 23 years were in the senior executive service. And she finished her career at Deloitte, the world's largest private sector consulting firm, where she worked for 15 years. Throughout, it was not just work. She married Kim Alderman in 1973 and raised four children. She joined, supported, and held leadership roles in professional associations, including the American Society of Military Comptrollers and the Association of Government Accountants. She is committed to health and fitness, including competitive springboard diving. <laughs> Karen currently is a USA Masters one meter springboard champion. Welcome, Karen. Well, very nice to be here. Thank you. You seem to have had a wonderful, fulfilling, and busy career, but now that you're retired, what has that been like for you? Well, uh, it's a little disorienting because I have spent about 10 hours a day working for almost 50 years. Um, and I uh, have, and the retirement occurred three, you know, during this pandemic. So after three months of being locked onto a Zoom uh, on a couch upstairs, I retired and then everybody was sort of locked down. So I spent the time uh, doing an archeological dig through my house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been in the same house for 45 years, so. It was interesting the things you find, like uh, my father-in-law's tax records from 1939 to 1990 that were, you know, squirreled away somewhere. So very interesting what you find in your house that you've lived in and hadn't had the time to look through. <laughs> I bet, I bet. So do you think, let's get down to it. Do you think having a passion in life is an essential part of being your best version? I think um, it's a combination of things. I have, I have, you know, family that, you know, sort of set uh, ideals and goals. My mother, you know, seven kids in our family. Uh, she went back to school when she was in her 50s and got a doctorate in education and became dean of a nursing school. She worked till she was 70. So uh, I think that Having role models is important. I had some uh, and necessity. Uh, we have four kids. We had to educate four kids. That's expensive. So I was also driven by economic considerations for the family my whole life. We didn't come from wealth. We came from uh, genteel poverty, I think. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so you spent a lot of war time in your work life at the Department of Defense and surrounding the military, which is certainly a disciplined lifestyle that is unfamiliar to many Americans. Um, 
because you were in that line of work, do you think being your best version looks different from that perspective, from a military perspective? I think my career, uh, I came into the Department of Defense after having written a book about the VA veterans, a book about the transition to the all volunteer force, which occurred in the early 70s. Uh, so many of the things I've done in my career uh, have been about innovations, public policy innovations. Uh, and so I think it's a willingness to just leap into something that has not been done before. That uh, I, I don't know that it was that disciplined. I think it was more, uh, you know, driven chaos than discipline because at that time in the in the early 70s, uh, the military was in disarray. It was the end of the Vietnam War. It was the end of the draft. It was the end of a lot of uh, policy uh, parameters that had all changed with the end of the draft. We had to create new mechanisms and management systems and do analysis and and we had a, a really young team doing it because it hadn't been done. It had never been done before in our in anybody's memory. The draft had been there since World War II. Yes, yes, that's true. And also in your government work, did you encounter any social issues that you became interested in that maybe weren't necessarily within your job description, but arose because of where you happened to be? Um, well, in terms of social issues, I guess um, I've always sort of been on the liberal side. Mm -hmm. um, women in the workforce has been an issue. It's something I've studied and, and contributed to the literature on. Uh, I found uh, childcare an issue, uh, mm -hmm. was then, still is. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the innovations in childcare back in the 70s, the idea of wraparound childcare based in school system was novel. That was something that I introduced in a book that I wrote back in 1972 or three. Um, and just look at what happened when the school shut down and the pressure on, on women uh, trying to do it from home and also be the primary childcare provider. So I've always had a strong interest in women uh, in the workforce uh, for many years when I was in the, maybe the first 20, when I was in senior levels, I was the only one around. There was only three senior executives in the office of the Secretary of Defense that were women. And I was the only one under 35 in the entire Department of Defense when I entered. Wow. <laughs> so. so what was that like? Did you all help each other out, You, the few women that were there in the senior executive service? We had a group that would meet once a month for lunch and, and bring in um, different leaders to speak to us. And I can tell you for all the women in the ranks of GS-13, which is sort of a, the, the lower rung of the top level civil service and above, you could fit them all into a 
in the Office of the Secretary of Defense's dining room, it was not that many of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's changed a lot in my career, it, and I think for the better. And I, I just think it's also an economic necessity in the way uh, Americans' um, economics work. It's, you know, if you have a family, you have two people supporting that family uh, for the most part, you know. Yeah, definitely. And you were one of the trailblazers then, were it not for people like you. I also served in the government in the Justice Department. Okay. Um, and had I not had other women blazing the trail, it's unlikely I would have gotten that appointment. So thank you. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad I could be contributing at least very very from afar, but... Uh, and you did. You definitely did. So what have you been doing in retirement to be the best version of yourself? Well, um, I get to do a lot more athletics, which uh, I didn't have time for before. I, I swim and walk and dive. And uh, my daughter, uh, who is my youngest child, is 30. So... Uh, you can do the math. I had her quite at the end, but it took me four tries to get a girl. <laughs> but, uh, she sent me uh, as a present story worth, which is it asks you questions every week and you write. So it's a way to write uh, and also tell stories about the family, yourself, your history. And in the end, it'll become a book. But uh, I spend more time on that. Um, That's wonderful. Then you'll have a family history for your grandchildren. Exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what it'll become, a book. You can tell all kinds of tales that you wouldn't have <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it's not going to be widely published. Absolutely. That's funny. <laughs> so tell me about the springboard diving. How did that come to be part of your repertoire? Oh, my. Well... I dove in high school uh, just to, to play on the sport. And I dove because I wasn't a fast enough swimmer, but uh, I sort of learned it a little bit. But my, I happened to meet my husband who was a diver. He dove in college and, and high school, very good diver. Uh, and then when our kids came along, I have three sons and a daughter, he taught them, got them involved in diving. And three of my kids were junior Olympic and then collegiate divers. Three of them went wow. to Penn State uh, to be collegiate divers. And then when my husband was 69, somebody got him interested in the senior Olympics. So after all my kids graduated from college, I thought I wasn't going to be spending hours and hours at travel meets, reading books, and watching diving. <laughs> and then my husband got involved in it and it started traveling around. And so a bunch of the masters divers um, caught me and said, you can learn a list. And I said, I was in my mid sixties, you can learn a list. And I said, so I learned a list when I was about 65 and then I've gotten better at it. And, uh, and then I've gotten, <laughs> got good enough to win the national championship so I guess you can do anything if you put your mind to it wow congratulations <laughs> so, yeah so it was really out of self-defense of being dragged around the world to go to diving meets with my husband and not being able to do it <laughs> but I graduated with my kids but I didn't so 
he's 80 and he is one of the best divers in the world at his age so wow that's fantastic <laughs> what was the best version of yourself while you were working what did that mean and how does that differ from today in retirement well when i was working i think the best version of myself was being able to make a contribution and also really helping other people be their best uh you know I have always survived and thrived in a environment of mentorship. I had wonderful mentors. Uh, one of the sadness of you know the age I am at is the people who hired me in are uh, you know and helped me in throughout my career are, are passing away. Uh, when I worked, I always created opportunities for people to be successful. To, whether it was in the government, whether it was private sector. So, you know, just being able to really make a contribution, do innovative things and help other people and help other people just deal with the stress, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, a lot of it is people uh, need somebody else to tell them it's okay, you know. Mm -hmm to have a bad day. It is okay to not get it 100% right the first try. Nobody does that. Uh, so that all is, uh, you know, I guess a motivation. Uh, being my best self now, um, I guess I've gone on to other things. I've kept friends uh, from work, but people are busy and they're locked down far away. And when you work in a big firm like Deloitte, people are all over the country. So you don't get to see them, you know, in the normal course of, of life. Uh, but, you know, I have uh, time for, you know, what I didn't have time for before, which is building friendships. And you never stop doing that. You always uh, should, you know, just do things talk to people, walk with people, and clean your house, which you didn't have to, <laughs> before, to be frank. <laughs> well, definitely there are studies that show that people who maintain social networks and social activities tend to live longer and be happier. I think that's exactly true. And I also think that uh, getting enough sleep is very important. Yes. So there's a very good book I would recommend to everybody. It's Why We Sleep. Oh, and okay. I would recommend everybody read that. It will help them do better at work. It will help them do better in life. Uh, just understanding all the chemistry of sleep. Thank you for that. So you have lived a very full and I imagine fulfilling life. Can you offer some uh, advice of something you wish you had known earlier in your life? Um, I wish that I understood more fully and thanked people more fully for what they invested in me without any thought for themselves. I mean, I had people helping me in the background, in the foreground, all through my career. And um, 
I didn't really understand fully how that operated until I was in my 40s. Uh, I wished I had understood it at a younger age. Hmm. So that you felt like people had given of themselves more than you appreciated at the time? Yeah, and understood, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and how unusual or how thankful I should have been, yeah. Wow, that's, that's pretty fascinating, yeah. So thanking people along the way is the message. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and understanding it, appreciating it more fully, yeah. And perhaps paying it forward as well. And paying it forward, absolutely, very important. So to round out our discussion, what are you doing now to become your best version? Is there anything different about today, your perspective? Well, um, one thing, life goes on. I have a very exciting thing in my life. I'm going to be a grandmother for the first time. Ooh, congratulations. No, that's exciting. Uh, but, um, you know, life, what presents at each at times it's going to be different. So you just have to keep your eyes open and take advantage of the things that uh, come along to help you grow and make you happy. I mean, um, I'm a voracious reader. I read all the time. I'm constantly trying to uh, take advantage of great books and learn. Uh, so all I can say is Lots of opportunities in life, lots of friendships, and just hold on to what you can while you have it there and do what, with, what you can with what you have. Well, that's a wonderful message. And for someone who has lived and learned and loved as much as you have, I feel really lucky that you're um, available to share your experience, strength, and hope with our listeners so that we can uh, take these messages to heart. I think today I will go out of my way to thank someone who helped me in my path uh, because I never know when my last day might be and when that person's last day might be. Exactly, yeah. So thank you for that. And that is truly a gift. I um, wish you much happiness in retirement and with your new grandbaby. Yeah. And I hope I, that our paths will cross again. I would love it. And my daughter specifically asked if she could be on your podcast distribution because she wants to see what I had to say. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I yeah. will send you a link and uh, we, we will be in touch. So thank you so much. For your time and everyone go out there internalize some of these messages and really focus on becoming your best version see you next week okay thank you bye bye bye